Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. G'day, welcome. This is Better Than Yesterday, a podcast that's been making it better every single episode since 2013, something in this show, and every show will do just what it says on the box, help you make it better than yesterday. It's great conversations. There's over 500 interviews to get through, uh, heaps of episodes on a Friday too, where it's just you and me. And on a Wednesday, what we do is um, we have a conversation with uh, someone from the past that you might have missed and just have a little revisit on that. My name's Osher Ginsberg. I'm a... Uh, podcaster. I'm a TV show host. I'm an author. I'm a dad. I'm a stepdad. I'm an early voter. I just voted just then. And I'm uh, here three days a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Mondays, Wednesdays with a guest, Fridays with you. And I've got a conversation from last year that I really, really loved having. And I'm, it's just too good to not, not listen to again. In 2022, I spoke with an iconic artist who still performs today, still releases records, still goes on tour right around the world with his brothers, Isaac Hansen and Zach Hansen. Uh, yeah, Taylor Hansen. They're in a band. It's called Judas Priest. No, they're in a band called Hansen. Yeah, Hansen. 1997, they had that massive hit, Umbop. You know it. You couldn't have ignored it. 14 years old is how old Taylor was when they made that. 14. He's 40 now. Married, he's got seven kids. His music's amazing. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, their album they released that they were talking to before was Red, Green, Blue, which came out last year. And Taylor and I, we spoke about a lot in the full conversation, but I wanted to play a few little bits today. We spoke about the connection with his family, the fan base, and a bold decision that the band made about 20 years ago to really kind of allow their career to carry on as it still does. And also what he does outside of music, because that's interesting. So I'm going to start with asking Taylor Hansen, who has seven children, seven, how does he maintain a connection with his wife when there is also that connection needed with seven kids, so eight separate people, how does he manage that? Um, you're right, that's the eternal question. Um, you know, it's, um, you learn to see the long, you know, play the long game. I don't, you, you try and, um, 
develop, you start being, you have to be proactive to develop the patterns that get you, that keep you sane. And as those things get smaller, those windows get smaller and smaller, right? You, you have less of the, this keeps me sane. You know, I know like I get my exercise in early in the morning or I get my coffee and I just, as long as I get my coffee in this way, it just sets the day the right direction or in the other direction, you know, did I at least say that one consistent good thing to affirm my partner in her course. So, you know, that, that gets logged on Tuesday and Wednesday and, you know, like those little pieces of like co steering that ship, they just become more and more and more important. And I'll tell you one, I mean, you now you have, you know, you know, a, a son that's that. Uh, yeah. That's the same uh, age? Georgia is 18 and taller than both of us. And Wolfgang is, yeah. I don't know. He's about th- three feet high at the moment. Yeah, like so that's you know, the huge gap. You've seen the cycle, right? Now you've seen it come full circle. Yeah. I think that's a huge, now it's a help because when they're, when, you know, now I feel like the statement, you know, the, the days are long and the years are short. That is so true. It is so, so true. The days are long and the years are short. The days, some days and some nights feel like, okay, this child is never going to sleep. I'm never going to sleep. I'm pretty not, I have no idea how I'm supposed to talk to someone on a conference call, record a song. But at the same time, the, you know, the, hey dad, let's go watch a movie. Hey dad, will you make this, you know, let's eat ice cream. Hey dad, will you throw this ball for me? Or, you know, will you play? Like the, the love that you get back as a parent, right? It, it fills this whole other area of, of your existence that, um, that f- somehow gives you a little extra fight. And it doesn't mean that you're, you're not in pain. <laughs> it's sort of like reminding yourself that you're going to survive the trials of management uh, in order to get through, you know, but that's it. It's like, you know, I don't know. There's no secret. What are some, th- like you are, you've got a lot of kids, but you're also, you're also one of a lot of kids. There's there's more than two other brothers yeah. uh, in the in the Hanson family. I'm number two of seven. Yeah. That's right. So what things did you see your parents do that you have you at the time you were like, I don't understand why they do that. And now you're like, oh. like what is my problem? Why did I not get this? I have no excuse at all. What what is wrong with me that I replicated this? You know, what I saw them. The things I will say about my my folks um, that I, I really did see, and then I think I don't. I think I silently meant more to me than I realized. Um, is they didn't, you know, growing up in a big family, you do have this this broader sense of working with others. You know, when you grow up in a large group where you're, you know, you know that you are a type of person. You're not the universe. Like this person's this way, this person this way, and you spend your whole upbringing kind of negotiating that. And we weren't really told, um, you need to be this way. We definitely were, um, we were given room, I think, to be who we are. Uh, and, um, there was definitely a focus on kind of the deeper things versus the, the, the topical things. Um, and, and of course it, our history, right. I've been, First time we came to uh, the lovely country of Australia was 25 years ago, um, and I was 14 years old. So, a lifetime ago, we were in a very strange environment. Most most 14 year olds aren't traveling the world and aren't you know playing music and all that stuff. So, all these other things interrupt 
all of the typical questions around, you know, coming up and being yeah. coming of age. But I think my folks definitely set an environment um, in the parental role of, um, you know, the deeper stuff matters more than the the sort of topical, you know, popular stuff or go make money or, and then that that's spiritual too. I mean, we grew up, you know, with strong faith and, you know, and, and if without getting into that discussion with the world, um, what that really means from a practical point of view is if you believe in something higher than yourself, you, you step back and you look through a lens that is not simply survival, right? You, you be, you believe in sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. So I think that's huge. I think it's huge. And, and, and for those that have different faiths, I think the, the, the strong strength of having a belief in something that is greater than yourself is really the, the, so, so important. I, I cannot imagine struggling through creating a business, raising a family, surviving a relationship, keep, you know, loving friends when you just want to like reach across the table and sock them in the face, you know, people you've known your whole life, you know, it's like, what's your problem? And you stop yourself because you're like, man, I'm probably going to regret that. And so having those reference points where you you believe that you're kind of, it's not just a big accident that just exploded, at least that's for me. In 2003, Hanson made a humongous decision, which was quite rare at the time. They went independent. They decided to get independent from their record label. And to this day, they have one of the most dedicated fan bases that any band performing anywhere in the world could possibly have. So it was important for me to ask, because this is before iTunes even existed. They still would have had to get a physical copy of a record to the fan without using a record company or a distribution. Like, big deal. What was the process behind going independent? So many of the decisions about any career are what choices you make based on the things you don't control, right? You don't get to make any decisions in a bubble. I mean, meaning, you you know, everything has factors out of your control, right? You don't just get to sit there and say, well, here's this perfect box and this is the next thing I'm going to do. So we, yeah, we had to choose a certain path. And, um, you know, basically after our first record, we... Um, you know the story a little bit, but for folks that don't know it at all, I mean, you have this breakout success signed to a, cl- a label that had real history, Mercury, and so a team of people that sort of that got the idea of what the band really was. And after our first record, after that, before the second album, before 99, when we were making the next album, first one came out in 97, um, we had a whole new label. It was not anybody that was the same label. So it was as if we had been dropped, which we weren't. We were just consumed and the entire label just got gutted. So we were then on our second album, which was songs like This Time Around and If Only and, um, you know, anyway, Save Me was another single from that record. It was a hip hop label. So we that label, that record, we kind of survived, but, you know, it was not, it was very successful, but it was not successful at the level the first one had been. Uh, mostly because six weeks after its release, the label was like, well, okay, next. Um, so by the time we got to the third record, we were still this huge asset, like global fan base and great records. And, you know, we had this connection, but but the label just didn't really know what to do. And they just would throw money at it without really understanding what to do with it. But we had something most people don't realize, and that was the choice. The choice that we can we made to start a label and go independent was informed by information that we were paying attention to that nobody cared about which was the internet. Um, you know, if I was, 
we ha- we had a look through a lens that all the, the record industry and their hubris was just consumed with the power they had. You know, we have press, we have retail stores, we have radio globally, everywhere, not just the states like the Australia, Latin America. I mean, Latin America was developing at the time more, but you know, Europe, everybody thought they. You know, the labels thought they had all the power. Well, we're like, what, this internet, they could not care at all about our website. And so we began to see that we already had fans, we had fans that were hungry and we're, they're just rotting on the vine. You know, they're just, they're just willing, they're there, but we're not f- fueling them. Whereas the label just goes, well, you're not as pure, you, you're just whatever your next single is. And we're like, no, 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 we already have this base. Let's build on that. Let's think about the next 10 years. Let's think about the next three albums. Let's think about how to be Bruce Springsteen, how to be you too, how to be the bands that we grew up loving. This isn't just about the next song. Like, let's, let's build a career. So we had a choice, you know, I like to say we had a view from the top. Like we had a view from the top. We could see the whole thing enough yeah. to say like, wow, it's not getting better than this and this sucks. So- we could actually make the move. <laughs> like I'm like at the Four Seasons, and the service is terrible. So I don't have to wonder if I hang on, will it get better? And so, but still, we had to rebuild everything. In 2000, you know, when remember I was about, tw- I guess I was 20. Something. We started. We, you know, we chose. We had a new new start on label, built a distribution deal. Anyway, all this stuff, management attorneys, agents, everything. Um, but, but again, it's, you know, that choice was, was not, um, there were a lot of options, other options, uh, that we could have made, which is just to stay around in the meat grinder and, and hide from the possibilities of the front end risk that you take when you leave and you start your own thing. But, um, we're here, I think in, you know, at year 30, with more tickets sold around the world than we did 20 years ago. Uh, I think because of the sort of reckless abandon of taking the chance. We are revisiting our conversation with Taylor Hansen from last year. It's part of a longer episode. If you uh, scroll back in your podcast feed to episode 424, you'll find it. We're back in a moment to have a bit of a chat about what Taylor Hansen does when he's not at the keys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is Better Than Yesterday, the Wednesday edition, Better Make It Quick, where we uh, basically revisit a conversation from the past. Today, we're speaking with Taylor Hansen. It's a small part of a much bigger conversation that I had, episode 424. Scroll back and you'll find the full thing. Taylor Hansen has seven children. He's married, tries to maintain a relationship with his wife, seven kids, and the brothers that he's in a band with. What does he do outside of all of that? Turns out, 
doesn't mind a rowing machine. And getting back into physical activity really meant a lot to him. That was a meaningful step for me, you know, in the last decade of my life because um, spent a lot of time, you know, striving and creatively striving. But the physical was, and I don't, you know, kind of on an upswing now to try and really drive it back, but uh, and and build build in into racing again. Um, but about ten years ago, I mean, I just it hit me that I had. I really had stopped having any constructive physical growth beyond being a performer, you know, and sport. I loved sport growing up. I loved soccer. You know, I loved rock climbing. I loved, but you know, you, this other thing just took all the time and all the space. And I said, I need something that's going to, I can just go and I can just learn and I can not be in charge. I can take, I can have a coach. I want somebody to tell me what I'm supposed to be doing and to just, you know, but just the power of, of like that, you're talking about that physical challenge, like where's your wall, you know, where's your 100% and knowing what that 100% feels like to get to it is, uh, well, you don't get stronger if you don't get to the edge of where you think you can reach. Uh, so I think that that is such an important thing. It's not about being some macho, you know, you know, gym rat. It's just figuring out ways to to get out there in the front of the mirror and and face yourself. You know, face what it looks like to try really hard, um, and then be like, oh, well, that hurt a little, but here I am, and that's weird. Kind of have like a bunch of endorphins going, and you know, I, uh, tomorrow was a little bit. I can do a little more. So I, it's super important. You got to do it. Physical exertion is a, 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 a you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm nearly fifty, mate. And if I don't get that physical exertion in, I notice that the rest of my work suffers. Did you notice a, a right. change in your creativity, in your ability to oh, yeah. hold focus? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's again, it's. I am not. I usually don't talk about that because it, it always annoys me when people get, when people you know give posts like here I am doing this, and I just think I want people to find what works for yeah. them. But just more from almost a spiritual commentary about growth, uh, the physical pushing yourself physically. I mean, it's it's chemical. Like your your body gives you all kinds of you know. Thank you, thank you for doing that. Um, the, the positive, you know, sense of feeling, you know, one of the things in the rowing community, you know, there's a lot of them, a lot of really interesting people that choose rowing. Cause it's not one of those things you just stumble across. So you got to pursue it. Yeah. Um, is this sort of, you know, I've done more before seven than you did all day, you know, <laughs> and kind of this funny, like I already, you know, rode, you know, five football fields, you know, or us football fields, uh, and in you, you all of a sudden, you the whole rest of your day, you just go, okay, I, whatever I don't do today, I already did that. You know, I know people that run, I know people that do whatever their mm -hmm. sport is. Um, I always had a hard time working out because it just bored me to tears. You know, so I need like activity that's like, oh, I can't think about anything else. You know, so this, we just put out this new song today, or I guess a couple of days ago, that was uh, the single, the, the second single, which is featuring Isaac. Um, but the first single, this new project is sort of, three sections that each of us have led. Um, the first one was led by a group of songs that I composed. And uh, the song's called Child at Heart. And the song Child at Heart, you know, this hook of the song is uh, all about retaining the feeling of being a child, having that childlike heart. And being a child at heart does not mean like eating Play-Doh, yeah. you know, or, you know, Crayolas, you know. It's the sense of hopefulness, you know, remaining in awe, right? keeping awe. At very and so yeah, yeah. 
Sorry, I cut you off. No, that that's what I was going to say. It just kind of coming full circle. These these messages. It's that thing of um, if you believe that you can get stronger, if you believe you can overcome things, if you believe in the possibility of that unlikely, the the girl across the room is going to actually say yes. You know, they, then you you live that. You live up to your expectations, or you live down to them. Right. So I know that somebody's like, well, yeah, Taylor Hanson, you've done blah, blah, blah. And it's easy to be cynical from someone else saying stuff. So I just speak from me. I know that I will live down or up to what I expect is possible, right? The You, you mentioned the new record, which uh, I did get a chance to listen to. And, and as you mentioned, the it, this is, I guess, this is new for you as, as a band who have tradition, you know, up until, you know, this record being these are the three of us uh, making songs together and these are, you know, every song is, you know, a, a collaboration between the three of us and this new album is divided yes. into yeah. three. It is uh, songs, yes. as you mentioned, uh, led by yourself, songs led by Zach and songs led by Isaac. Sometimes I, you know, if, if, if you're Jackson Pollock and you're painting on a canvas as big as a tennis court, you know, Mm-hmm. You, 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 yes, of course, you're going to get the broomstick, dunk it in the house paint bucket and fling it, right? But if I say to you, okay, here's a canvas and it's this big, all right? In the past, it's been, you've got 16 songs to find that thing that you want. But this time around, it's like, you've got six goes and then it's your brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Once you restrict yourself, right. do you find it pushes you? Well, um, I think... There's a story behind uh, where this the structure of this project, and I I think it does push you in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I think it does push you. Um, I think it pushes you to make certain decisions. You know, um, you know, so that we we have always written it. Obviously, anybody that understands music knows. Even if you saw Isaac Taylor and Zach's name next to every song, you know, every song is not equally written or equally. Comp- yeah, people play different roles, but we've always just. You see a Hanson song, it says the three are our names. Like, that's just the way we do it. Um, on this project, we're, we're saying, well, these are the five songs Isaac wrote and five songs Zach wrote and five songs Taylor wrote, and they're kind of leading the production and the, the approach, but we're still doing it, you know, collectively. Um, it, in this case, it forced... You have less songs to choose uh, what statement you want to make, and I, I think that's the biggest, that's the biggest difference, the writing side of it uh you know the the stories you want to tell you know the amount of impact you can make um and i think it was you know giving up a certain amount of control which i found miserable but um but but it was it was what made made this project different in the sense that you you can't curate everything one person can't curate everything um, so I think people will definitely, you'll, you hear the different creative voices. And one of the things that's true about the project too, is that we do have a lot of continuity because we brought in two partners that produced and, and engineered with it. So it kind of, it has glue that is, that was kind of there to preserve a certain amount of continuity, but yeah, it, it changes your perspective. Just absolutely the size of the canvas changes what, what you paint. 
The full conversation that I had with Taylor Hansen is out. It's in the podcast feed. Just scroll back and find it. It's also on YouTube, the full conversation. It's, it's fantastic. He's really great. We talk more about the music. We talk about the creative process between the boys, what it's like to be away from the family while touring and um, the fears, I guess, and the moments of bravery that they've shown over their career. It's extraordinary. It's incredibly inspirational. Even if you're not a musician, it's uh, something that really inspired me. They're a great bunch of lads in there. They write great pop songs. And I hope you enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to Andy Ma, who did audio and video posts on this. Abby Benno, who produced this episode. Ben Richardson for uh, running the show. And you, oh, Toe Hider for making all the music. And you for listening. Thanks so much for being a part of it. And I'll see you Friday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 